Masal Harry, Sabal Harry. Harry to you wherever you tuned in from. This is the Justice Watchers podcast where we tell the stories of brave individuals who strive to promote and protect human rights in our communities. Where we unwrap closely knit empowering stories. The stories thread the DNA of those that pick up the hammer when the judge and jury exit the corridors of justice. Of those that handle the scales where blind lady justice has left the balance unattended. Of those who raise their voices outside the streets where the crowd has stopped agitating for their rights. This is the Justice Watchers podcast. A joint from the National Coalition for Human Rights Defenders Kenya. Hello comrades and welcome to our episode. My name is Esban Mudoni, a human rights defender, passionate about minorities and equality, and also a staff at Defenders Coalition, and I'll be your host for this session. I am excited to host an extraordinary woman activist and take you through her activism journey, the bittersweet and the and her outstanding achievements as we get to hear the stories of those at the forefront advocating for change in our societies today. Our guest today is the ever smiling Miss Edita Adhiambo Ochieng. Edita Adhiambo Ochieng is a woman human rights defender who advocates for women's rights and supports survivors of sexual violence. She is also the founder of the Feminist for Peace Rights and Justice Center located in Kibera. She is an apologetic proud feminist who believes in social activism as a tool to promote change. She believes in women's rights and that every right in the law should be enjoyed equally. She is also the first recipient of the Wangari Maathai Unsung Heroes Award in 2020, a campaign that aims to discover young people helping their communities at this COVID-19 time of crisis through acts of courage, resilience, empathy and integrity. Following the example of Wangari Maathai, and together with Feminist for Peace Rights and Justice Center, they were featured with the 2020 HRD of the Year Awards. Kamaradi karibu sana and thank you for joining us. Asante. Um just to begin, I know we, we we know you as this very vocal woman who's always at the forefront, but who is this editor that we don't get to see on a day to day? So thank you so much uh, Defenders Coalition for inviting me here. I'm really excited to chat with you. Uh my name is Edita Adiambochieng. I come from Kibra. I'm also a mother of two girls, but at the same time also I'm a feminist activist in this community. I work with women and I use social activism as a tool of uh, social change because uh, when you look at our community so well, where I come from, it has been patriarchal in nature and it has been so difficult for girls and women just to enjoy their rights yeah wow nice to know i didn't know you were a mother i am a mother of shian and shania wow how how many years or how old are they um shania is 6 uh, years old and shian is 12 years old nimepanga <laughs> uzazi yes yes um And just to ask um how is activism and being a mother This is fun and for me um it is something that uh, I will say in my house everyone resonates with activism as a mother because they know eventually at the end of the day we need to defend women's rights and uh, every day I just thank the universe because I have children who are girls and it has been so easy going outside there uh to amplify my voice with other women and coming back at home and looking at my children and give me it gives me the energy the anger to continue doing what I'm doing so it it is a fun process and also it it has been a learning process for us wow wow um just to take you back uh, at the beginning of your journey uh how did you come to be an activist how did you stumble upon activism and how did the passion come to be now this one is long but i will cut it short i know don't uh, we have time we have time <laughs> so growing up in kebera it has not it was not an easy journey and yes i'll say i'm privileged at the same time to grow up in such a community because a lot of things has happened and uh, sometimes i say i'm privileged because it happened to me 
And when it happened to me, then we began to change a lot of things and uh, just bringing women together. So when I was young, um, at six years old, I was defiled. But at the same time also, I saw the difference very early. Because I used also to ask myself when I was a child, like uh, the gender role, the cultures that were um, associating with us at home, because I come from a low community, it is, I come from a family that is so cultured, and this culture most of the time subjects a woman. And I was a girl child, and I used to ask a lot of questions, and sometimes I was really, really resistant in my family. At the same time, I was a black sheep, and I was young at that time. So um, just experiencing sexual violence at six years old, again, it was a really difficult moment because I had nobody to speak to. This is a neighbor near our home where FPRJC is located today. And uh, it was really difficult. And, and just understanding that uh, men were taking advantage of young girls and the community was not open enough for young girls to come together and speak their stories, giving the perpetrator power. It is something that I realized also when I was young because I witnessed also some men defiling young girls. Like, unacheza uko inje, prikicho, unajificha, unapata like mbaba, uh, they are just defiling girls, and we are all silent. Again, it happened to me when I was 12 years old, uh, when I was 16 years old, and before 16 years old, I lacked sanitary towel. I lacked sanitary towel, I lacked, I lacked uh, sanitation, proper sanitation, and it was again difficult time in my life because now you are a teenager, you cannot access sanitary towel, you don't have a pant. And at that time, I used to wear one pant, and that pant was torn and it was now like a skirt. You have menses, you don't have sanitary towel. So again, I was so creative and I remember uh, making my own sanitary towel with the torn clothes. Because I was, like, I was really, really creative because it is survival now. Then at 16 years old, I was gang raped. Uh, being gang raped, I was gang raped with the closest relative that my father used to host in our house, and then with neighbors that knew me. Uh, this was also a transitioning in my life because it was really painful, very, very painful, because you are raped and you are pregnant. You are in form four. And then there is expectations like, so it was really difficult for me because after that, when I realized I was pregnant, then I had to go for abortion because I wanted to do away with that fetus. Anyway, I wanted to do with it. So abortion was very painful because I was inserted um, a, a wire, hanger, like wire, in my fetus, in my vagina, and then pierced the fetus, and then it came out. So I was not given any painkiller. So anywhere and then the next day, because I did it during our midterm, the next day I was supposed to go to school. So the next day I went to school. Again, you're lacking sanitary towel, you are bleeding heavily at school, you are in that pain, you don't have painkillers, now you don't survive. So it was really difficult, I took a lot of time recovering instead of reading my books, revising, looking at my future. So I took a lot of time just recovering from this uh, unsafe abortion, which almost killed me um, at the end of the day. So when I came back from school uh, at home, a lot of girls were talking different issues, but silently. So in 2000, around 2012, because after that I went to college and I was not in Kebera anymore. I used to go to, I, I, I went to college in Nakuru, so I was out of Kebera. So when I came back, uh, we started, uh, girls were speaking, but very silently. And then there was a project that came. Uh, it was called Sitakimia, Sitakimia Project meaning I, I won't be silenced anymore. So when I was in that project, I, I used to host girls in our house. So one day, we were just talking about our stories, but we were not using ourselves, we were using the third party, like Rafiki Yangu, Ndalirepiwa, blah, 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 such things. But I realized I was lying to these girls because the story that I was saying, it was my story. So everyone was there, it was their friends. And then later, the second session when I came back, I told them, um, sorry, 
but I want to tell them the truth because now I wanted to build trust with them and then I told them the truth that the story I told you last week it was my own story it didn't happen to my friend it happened to me so everyone was crying and then it was really difficult it was a very emotional session and I didn't have the capacity to uh, for that forum because I was young I was only 21 years old and then um everyone started sharing their stories and I realized that out of 30 21 of us had experienced sexual violence and uh, it was really bad because uh, we shared perpetrators some was, some of us were HIV AIDS had it was were infected with HIV AIDS some of us had fistula some of us was engaged into drug issue and um, yeah everyone had their own lifestyle which it was really difficult um with different uh, having these all these women young women uh, uh, being abused and um it was really difficult for them just to come out and talk their story but here i have all these stories which was really traumatizing we know the perpetrators because when you wake up in kebera jirani wako wajana ndubado wale watu amangi sisi viraisi so you see the perpetrators we talk among ourselves like the the perpetrator a is the one who raped me when i was abcd and that perpetrator a has already engaged into raping young girls but we were not speaking it out so i realized the power that we gave the perpetrators was our silence because we used to take advantage and advantage and advantage and at that time i had a baby um my first child and i was really the community was really terrifying me because of all the experience that i had experienced when i was a little girl and as a young woman so the my next my next question was like do you want the same thing to happen to the next generation and everyone was like no 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 but we are afraid you know again when you are raped in the community most of the time you feel ashamed even to speak about your story like right now i'm speaking about my story but when i go back to the family level unasikia familia moja anasema mbona unasemanga stories zako kwa radio unatuaibisha maybe even my partner will say that because a rape has been used to silence women if you are raped then you are not the first person that you are raped many women have been raped you are supposed to keep quiet that is the patriarchal nature of the community so most of the time they will shut us up and when you speak it's even difficult because when you speak you are discriminated isolated and you are just shameful wherever you are going but i'm here also because i know most of the women have undergone uh sexual violence and they they haven't gotten a space like mine just to speak about their stories and as a way also to make strong policies that will protect women and girls in future and when i mean future is from today and now uh so later at that point we continued the struggle but it was difficult for me to share their stories because they shared with a condition like usiambie mtu so i couldn't share their story and um we started kibira young women network so kibira young women network brought different women together and when they it brought us it brought us uh to fight for the voice of young women in kibera at that time kibera didn't have any female uh local administrator and uh, they used to harass women like i was just looking at women when they go to the chief post to report cases ni mwanamke anachapwa and i remember vividly there's a woman who was undressed because she went to report the husband was cheating and it was really shameful and i witnessed that so when we, we came up together we said we need a local chief that is a female who is going to hear our story we need somebody that we can resonate with somebody who can get as well somebody who can understand us well and the our situation in kebera So uh it was a very difficult uh, journey but coming together was now easy because we could amplify our voices together we could shout we could arrest perpetrators ourselves because we know that how the system works it is difficult in Kenya when you are raped the survivors will be still in the community so as we dedicated our time to even arrest the survivors because the police all the time walikuwa natuambia hakuna mafuta sijui kwa gari namjosa yesi tuko wadogo hatujui sheria tunaambia ni sawa usiku wa 8 tunagonga nyumba pa petreta tunakushika 
tunakupeleka kwa polisi because personally I used to protect the perpetrators because I knew it was wrong and I knew how like we were so angry na tungemaliza perpetrators wengi sana kama kungekuwa na sheria so I was like no we need to protect I I used to protect the perpetrators against my colleagues Violence. yeah um taking them to the police station tunampe polisi ndio huyu mtu kesi yake ilireportiwa hapa na tumemleta na tunampiga picha ndio tunajua anaweza tudanganyia and then wanaingia ndani so we continued like that and then we shaked kibira because now if when everyone used to see me they saw me in a two different ways some so uh, some were like ah like editor she's good whatever she's doing is good because she's protecting the community and she's fighting for women but others said i was our homebreaker and it's really challenging because when you're fighting gbv and then and then like me i'm always steady i tell women please walk out of a toxic relationship it is not bad to go somewhere relax and then you'll sort your issues but when things are not working just walk out so that one is you're breaking our families kwani unaribu families zetu so it was really difficult to cope but the solidarity that we had gave, gave me energy every single day because we had a lot of energy we were vibrant and we were angry because all of us most of us experienced gender based violence before some were speaking it out but most of us were really silent about our issues so unapata siku ikienda mtu anakupiga story yake nusu nusu like unaona huyu baba mwenye anapita ashaenifanyia abcd that is how we used to share our stories and then i realized this thing was going on and perpetrators were really naughty because the government government was not taking any measures even up to to date there is i will talk about that later yeah. and um, so in kibera young women network uh, we really fought a lot in kibera to ensure that the girl child was put in the front line and then so many people backed us up especially the organizations they started supporting us and uh, we got a lot of friends from different areas and we started to get different information because previously we were not informed but this is was a wrong thing that was happening in our community it was happening we didn't have a space to talk about it girls were not reporting the government was reluctant with the cases that were there we had sexual offenses act and it was not protecting any girl or any woman in this country so we started speaking uh towards our what we wanted to achieve and we realized again we need to unify our voices together because Kibera Young Women Network was a very organic social movement. It was really organic, plain organic and uh, we came we just came together to ensure that we are amplifying our voices. But right now now we were so radical again. Now uh, uh um later I met Rachel Mikali and she was already a feminist. And then when she was speaking in a certain meeting I realized I was a feminist. And then she really inspired me. And now I became a feminist and I went back to Kibera and I told them hey kujeni hapa sasa sisi ni ma feminist hawajui feminism ni nini lakini sisi ni ma feminist so tukaanza kusema feminist power kila mtu akakuwa feminist so tukajichallenge pia tukasema lazima tusome what is feminism so that we can understand and when we are going through feminism um notes we realized that uh, the principle was so unifying the principle was so objective and we said yes now we are using this approach and we started feminist for peace rights and justice center in 2018 yeah wow hey, that's that's quite a journey in like uh, one one thing I've, i've 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 gotten from you or that resonates with me a lot is that the power that the perpetrator takes away from someone once they've committed the act and this is used as a tool to silence most women and girls so for for you to have been able to speak back that was a form of you taking back your power mm-hmm. and i like that and and that resonates a lot with myself and um i think you've also touched on um how feminist for peace rights and justice came about but i would want us to t- i would want you to elaborate more now ca- having come from the kibera women network in our transitioning to the feminist for peace rights and justice center how how different was that center from the network were you able to advance uh, in terms of program work are you able to advance in terms of your targets area and groups so feminist for peace rights and justice center 
was advanced because Kibera Young Women Network brought different um, young women groups from Kibera, but now we were really strategic and using feminist approach. And at that time also feminism had a lot of bashes uh, in the community because how people perceived feminism was different with the feminist act. So most of the young women were really afraid to join feminism. But for us, that was our thing. Now when we started, we started with different meeting, we started to build our own capacity, we started to network a lot, and we started also to read. And most of us right now are back and learning. They're in universities, some of us are in colleges, and some of us are even finishing their form four as ad adults right now. Mm -hmm. And it's something that is really inspiring because previously we used to work like by the roadside, by the way. We didn't have an office, we used to meet Kwabezes, sisi tundo tulikuwa na base by the way, wasichana wananga bases, but sisi tulikuwa na base yetu, we used to meet by the roads, ama kwa ba, to be sincere, because ukondo place iko open kwa kila mse, kwa wasichana wabaya, sasa sisi mjotu kwa wasichana wabaya, kwa sabu tunadefend human rights, that is how we were perceived, so we had an opportunity even to meet in such places as we organized, but when feminism came, uh, my father was too generous because he used to watch us by the road and he saw the work that we were doing. And my father was really supportive. So my father, who is a lander, he owns a small kibanda uko kibira, akatupea kibanda yake. Akatuambia, wasichana wangu kujeni. I have given you this space so that at least you can have a small office and continue with the work. Because personally as a parent, I've realized the work that you are doing, I've been seeing you. Wow. And uh, it was so amazing and we felt at home, we felt so good. Because this is a father and is given as an office, and especially working with radical women, we were really fire on defending women's rights and girls' rights. Yeah. And I think um, you've, I, I like the fact that uh, the acceptance comes at some point. And um, I, 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 I think we'll talk about that uh, at a later time. But um, I think you've also been able to touch this. But uh, in terms of you advancing even now post you, the feminist for peace, how has been your reception, especially towards other, other, other thematic areas of representation in terms of you as a feminist? And, and when we hear radical feminist, for most of us we, who do not even understand how what radical feminism is, would you elaborate how your reception has been and how is your counter? The reception varies from different levels of the community. Some people are really proud of me, and uh, some people, most of the people, have uh, inspired, have, have inspired them, and uh, some people have been so supportive. For example, right here, I will speak about Defenders Coalition because this is the time that also we came, and uh, when we are in the limelight, uh, Defenders Coalition also. Uh, came as a partner and uh, we started journeying with them and for that for me that was a plus but some people took us differently uh, because we are there in the community we are fighting gender-based violence then this office you need to demolish this office because editor is making our women to be bad women because she's breaking our homes so there, we, there was a lot of discussion even in the social media about feminism and uh, I realized men were really fearing feminism and the energy that we had because for us gender-based violence and any other forms of violence was not our agenda we didn't like it and we showed the public no gbv is wrong it's a criminal offense and you need to report it whereby previously people were not reporting mm -hmm. like your government grassroots but when we don't report our cases the government don't take it seriously because mm -hmm. there is zero cases yet in the community men are fighting women mm -hmm. I, I agree also women are fighting men but the number of gender-based violence is committed with men against women and children so it was a different discussion but right now in our shelter our shelter Nobody has ever donated to, uh, uh, for our shelter. Community is donating for our shelter. When we rescue a woman, we have just a shelter to a bed, a mattress, 
I said nobody. Yo. Tuko na bed na mattress. Uh, nimekumbuka UNFP ilikuwa imedonate recently last year. But before that we just had a bed and mattress. Yeye mtu alidonate zake na huo mtu alikuwa analala chini. And then where survivor kikam community imekuwa ikiprovide food. Like community has been giving the survivors food in our center. You're listening to the Justice Watches podcast, a joint from the National Coalition for Human Rights Defenders in Kenya. We champion the safety, security and well-being of human rights defenders in Kenya. We'd be happy to know the kind of insights that your immersion into the world of human rights defenders in Kenya has offered you today. For suggestions and feedback, log on to www.defenderscoalition.org. Visit our Facebook at Defenders Coalition, Twitter at Defenders KE, Instagram at Defenders KE. Or call us directly on 0716-200-100 for any emergencies. You guys are doing an amazing job, an amazing, amazing job. Thank you. And um, we all know, we all know the challenges that of, of course, we, we know that in society, women are more at a disadvantage. Now, when you bring the aspect of, uh, because most of our society is mostly patriarchal, and um, when you bring that aspect of being a woman human rights defender, the ch- what are the challenges now that, that now evolve that you've been able to encounter or you've seen your so peers who are also women human rights defenders encounter nasema ile ya Yesu yenye Judas alifanyia Yesu betrayal eh what do you mean by betrayal i one day we had this case and we were working so hard to win this case because there was a guy who was working for a certain NGO in Kibra and then he used to take advantage of women used to collide with perpetrators and women were not getting justice so i had three cases women reporting to me like uyu mtu tumekuwa tukimpelekea kesi lakini kesi zetu hazifiki mbele kwa sababu alichukua pesa kwa bwana yangu kwa koti so when i was doing my own research i found it was the truth so we started we went um, together we planned together and then we hit the streets So when we hit the street tukapiga kelele vizuri sana and the NGO uh ikamvuta kazi wenye limvuta kazi and now this guy was outside one day when i was coming from easy to say to the activism i saw my child speaking to this guy and then i felt so bad because my daughter was so innocent and i don't know what he was telling my daughter this is a perpetrator ameacha kazi lakini akiacha kazi aoni ubaya yake anaona editor alifanya mm-hmm. so community inaongelelea editor alifanya so and so akawachishwa kazi mm-hmm. unaona without understanding like he's been a perpetrator also because he's been mm-hmm. taking money from perpetrators and women were not accessing justice so my colleagues also went and became friends with this guy and i felt i was betrayed because niliwauliza if we people we are working together for a common goal mulienda aje mkakana e mkamongelesha abcd unaona kwa sababu sisi nyenye mnamongelesha mnampea advantage ya kunijua vizuri ya na kunifanyia kitu yote nyenyeza nifanyia and then they were really shocked because i didn't know it's a certain person in a community who came and told me like editor this is happening and i don't know i know you don't know the people you are working with are now working with them perpetrator and i felt i really felt so bad another thing our threats this one this guy stripped a girl in kebera mm-hmm. i was not in kebera at that time i was in gong hills i was in a training and then later i get 26 miss call so i tried to call different people and i find all of them they are telling the same thing like editor msichana me ame andresiwa pa kibira na auko sasa tunataka utusaidie and i was really mad i'm like if this guy has done that has stripped a young girl a 16 years old walked with him naked to the chief's camp you women you are there you're still waiting for me i'm absent what are you doing about it imagine how kufanya kitu yoyote so when i came in the evening nikapata bado wananiongoja i felt bad sincerely because 
I'm like then activism yezi songa kwa sababu siko so I went nikawasikia nikaenda kwa hiyo crowd nikawasikia nikapata ni wakali hata kunishinda so nikaangalia pia nikawa understand because it is my community but that gave me an opportunity to speak to them because my question was if I was not there kama ningekuwa nimekufa mngeongoja nifufuke like ndio huyu mtu achukuliwe hatua so wanawake walikuwa wamekasirika kabisa so tukaenda tukaongelesha polisi tukasema huyu mtu lazima ashikwe let me tell you this guy is a mafia in kibera he was not arrested it was difficult we went to kilimani police station to report the case we went um, at that time because i was under so much pressure i was unsafe we came and reported our case at national coalition and they really helped a lot with the protection and going back in kebera kuna siku kama ni kama kesi kasaulika nikaenda nikamwambia huyu mama huyu mtoto sasa zingine justice patikanangi rahisi lakini ile justice na threaten maisha yetu mpaka yake tuone venye tunafanya tutulie tukae chini ya maji and then we come and restrategize because it was really hard on me so these people came and that that time i came late so when i came late nikapata watu wamevaa kofia na wamebeba kisu mhm wakaniambia ukiendelea na hii kesi wewe tutakuchinja mimi ta sikujiona ati mimi ndo naweza chinjwa jumuiya kuna mtu anzani chinja by the kibira mm-hmm. i saw my children when they were speaking about that because the only closest people that i have is my children and my family you see so after they threatened me nikasema hii kesi siwezi songesha mbele siwezi huo mtu ajaye arrestiwa mpaka leo ako kwa kibira ako kibira anaendeshanga pikipiki na ni kesi tume process kabisa kabisa na mimi niliambia mama yake hata kama ni 2040 justice ni pole pole kwa sababu tulinotice mjua mkiwa na fire pia mwanadhani mtapeleka kesi leo na kesho kutwa justice imekamu na hiyo sasa zenye mnafanya kazi pia wakati mwingine ujui sheria inasema nini venye venye survivor anatafuta justice ndio venye pia papeteza anafanya nini na kuna zile sheria zinaweka papeteta hata atafute justice akiwa nje. So unapata mtu ameripiwa leo tumeshika papeteta kesha kwa mtaa. Tena tunakasirika. Kumbe system pia iko na sheria zenye watu waelewi kwa mtaa. Unaona? So ndo kwa maana at least umemkuja um, hiyo that is also a challenge as a woman right defender because when you don't know the rule of the law sometimes you'll feel bad and sometimes you'll even lose hope with the system. But the rule of the law iko pale kwa kila mtu apate, apate nini? justice so threats na sasa pia kitu kingine women human rights defenders wanapitia ni wanauliwa femicide zime increase sana wanawake wengi sana wanatetea haki wanauliwa sana 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 and people will take advantage of you because i've seen even uh, young women that i relate with and we talk about the relationship they will say even because they are women power their feminist power their partners will just come and slap them and then ask them sana nipeleke huko kwa feminism. Yaani they will do things zile zina kuirritate ndo aone like hiyo power yako naongeleleanga ni hapa inaweza kufikisha. You cannot take me anywhere. You are a human right defender. I defend rights. Imagine kesho nikikuja hapa niseme nilipigwa. You see. Mm-hmm. So it 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 a lower self esteem yangu because I'm in the front line. And I, I will say jana nilipigwa. Again it is a challenge because women human rights defenders they don't have a space where uh, the space that they trust that they can speak about their stories yesterday i was raped by my husband or my boyfriend or yesterday i was beaten by my boyfriend or my husband or my girlfriend we don't have a space you see so a lot of things are happening to women human rights defenders they're experiencing the same violence gender based violence especially during covid i realized because watu walikuwa wanafanya virtual meeting and some of my colleagues i'm not mentioning your names some of my colleagues were just reporting to me bwana hao anawaambia like ni kazi gani hii unafanya hii si kazi unafaa kunipigia kunipikia na hujanipikia kwa sababu kila siku the whole day umeshinda kwa simu nanielewa mm-hmm. the whole day umeshinda kwa simu kiongelesha kinadhani it is a virtual meeting they don't understand they come they harass you wengine walipasuliwa simu women human rights defenders i'm telling you their partners did that they are working at home they're speaking with the phone it was a virtual meeting their partners didn't realize that they are at work jukazi ni ile ya kuenda na kurudi si ya kukaa kwa nyumba ukiongea na nini simu so 
<clears throat> it is challenging if you don't have enough spaces as women human rights defender even if it is quarterly just to come to sit ourselves talk about talk about our stories get solidarity and also have our own self care because the community that we are working in is it, it's already toxic mm -hmm. it is toxic mimi leon yeah leon ikipigwa kesho imagine sta deliver kesho asubuhi nikiamka na mimi nilida wa group fulani ndakuja na hizo hasira ndarushia wale watu wangu unaona sasa hiyo community hapo kwa working space already iko toxic jumi jana nilipigwa na mse wangu nimeleta kwa group sina place naweza sema mimi kwanza naonekana nga niko strong unakala ikukuzaliwa na machozi watu waelewi you are also a human being so we need also to look at how do we make this space very safe for women human rights defenders to come together to speak about their issues because the all, every issue that is happening outside there for any, another woman it's also happening to female human rights defenders directly aina mm ati -hmm. wewe sasa wewe ni hrd itakuspare aina so tuangalieni sisi wenyewe wenye tuko kwa activism spaces how do we make this space conducive another challenge that we are getting is from the male human rights defenders they are not supportive they are not supportive at all at all i've seen even when human rights defenders are marrying in the space wanawacha mabibi zao nyuma like some mimi nikiolewa kwa space na my fellow human rights defender tomorrow i want to be a human rights defender because now i'm married so it means even our male are not really supportive of this work maybe they are here because of tokenism it is something that we need also to unpack because i've seen strong women when i was young lakini immediately amolewa na amolewa na human rights defender they are not coming in the space to do the same thing that that they were doing now their wives it is different so that is also challenging because we are losing so many women and the system is silencing so many women who are human rights defenders and uh, lastly the people who are fighting for this country as women human rights defender the constitution don't give us enough support like zile police tuko nazo apart from the un sisi kama wa kenya tuna zile sheria zenye zina chunga women human rights defender atuna unaona so tumekuwa categorized as a yes kwa bill of rights ni sawa lakini inafai kuwa specific we are defend rights kwa sababu gava hizi fanya kila kitu peke yake gava inataka stakeholders na stakeholders ni wa human rights defenders unapata time ya elections jumuka kwa survivors dialogue huko kibera wasichana wali experience post election violence na wali experience sexual gender based violence ata TJRC haikuwai wa compensate and they were human rights defenders walipatikana huko nje wakienda kutetea haki wengine walipatikana wako kukimbia walipatikana hao ndo wako kwa hiyo plot wanachunga plot wakarepiwa wamereport au majeshi mpaka leo wako kazini unaona walifanya all processes wamereport hakuna kesi inaendelea kwa sababu hawa ni watu wanafanyia gava unaelewa mm -hmm. sasa tunapata hizi hizi zote hizi challenges zote yenye women human rights defenders wana face pia inafanya kazi zetu zinakuwa ngumu juu kama mimi for example nili face threat hata mpaka leo sijai kuwa active yenye nilikuwa active previously to mm -hmm. all the time i'm like hey check on my daughter and this is something that i did watu wote wa mama wale wako barabara wale najua kuna mimi na relationship nzuri i exchanged contact and i was like check for my daughter every single day angalia move za mtoto wangu akitoka shule aspopita hii time nipigie simu paliniko nianze kufanya nini kumtafuta unaona so inafanya pia kazi inakuwa ngumu kwa sababu tuna lack wale wanawake wako strong wanaenda wanakuwa wanakuwa silence and wanaacha space gap kubwa sana Julia Gapo alikuwa na feel hakuna mtu mwingine anaweza feel akiwa pale amefunikia kitu kubwa sana na wale wasichana wadogo wakikamu wana learn imagine if you don't have mentors in a, in a community who are human rights defenders then the next generation watalaka ta ku defend rights mm -hmm. they can only defend rights when they see there is this woman in our community kila siku ana champion for a certain abcd and uh, That's why feminist center is so important. Sisi tuko kwa ghetto kwa slums ndani. Pali ofisi yetu pali iko ni pali mimi nikikuja kila siku. Kitu ya kwanza nikifika kwa hiyo village yetu nifike huko kwetu. 
naona ah ile nyumba pale ndo nilifailiwa hapa mm-hmm. kwa hii nyumba ingine nisha experience so and so akidifailiwa na si kusema kwa sababu ilikuwa normal au umechukua advantage ya watoto unaona so pale tukiwa kwa kijiji watoto wana relate kila siku lazima watuone kila siku tumeimba mimba mapambano kila mtu kwa anajua mimba mapambano kila mtu anajua kusema girl power kila mtu anajua ni haki yake hata kama la lack pad lakini anajua sh- government inafaa kuenda mprovidea pad kama mtoto wa 13 years but kwa sababu ya oppression na violations za government hawawezi pata hii pad so wana grow wakijua already wako oppressed already kuna kuna difference kuna wale wa huko juu na kuna wale watu wa chini na watu wa chini wananyanyaswa mm-hmm. mm. i think um in our discussion you had just raised uh, a very important issues on male human rights defenders and i want to ask you what do you think is the role of men and especially men who are defending human rights in their role in protecting women human rights defenders um men as the same role as women in defending human rights uh, because first of all we know human rights are universal they are indivisible and uh, we need to respect human rights everyone needs to respect human rights human rights is diverse it is broad from different people marginalized communities different groups women different gender sexes and people should not be probl- problematic because of their own cultures ama their own religion it is upon men to respect human rights it's upon women to respect human rights period probably just as a follow up um what actions active actions can male human rights defenders take to actually ensure that women human rights defenders are not being subjected to violence so they have, it depends with what people are doing but right now we need to create awareness because also i want to understand our nation yes we are i will say we are younger nation because we just colonized the other day and human rights uh, came the other day in Kenya so we had a lot of retrogressive cultures and uh, we need to have transitioning from these retrogressive cultures and adapt to progressive cultures that we had previously and if you look at these cultures that we had as an african most of the cultures are so retrogressive and subject to women so it's also upon men because they sit in decision making tables when they're making these cultures when they're formulating these policies that are subjecting women kuangalia what progressive cultures do, do we have or what is the backup culture which is so progressive that will protect women and children that we can have in our communities just creating awareness every day we are not getting tired and men should just understand that women are facing different struggles we might be facing the same struggles but we're facing different struggles for example we fought for this liberation for of this country together we wanted muzungu tukwenda muzungu akienda kwa sababu africans tulikuwa slaves mwanaume mwanaume wa africa kaona sasa slave amebaki ni mwanamke and that is where we go we went wrong in the whole africa because we were still slaves together and women were manipulated yes men were killed during that time but when muzungu alitoka kawacha uhuru kenya ama any african country then mtu alikuja kakuwa slave ni mwanamke so the same oppression that the white people gave us or we felt during colonization is what women are feeling today we are battling two things we are battling gender inequalities and we are battling capitalism mm-hmm. so it's upon men also to understand when we speak about women gender equality is not a competition because if we cannot if we cannot build if we cannot bridge this gap of gender equality wanawake watazidi kubaki nyuma during covid we saw how the countries that are women led did they really did out awesome they really protected their people i'm not saying that all countries that men were leading didn't perform well but the reality is all countries that women were leading performed well during covid and even d- d- uh, in different types of leadership so women are human beings men are human beings let us do it together to protect and defend human rights and um <clears throat> I can tell that uh, the passion that you you've had in really you spoke about um the legal frameworks that are there for women in 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 terms of protection of women human rights defenders are lacking. And I think um I will now link that to your political aspirations. 
and I know you still you still you still aspiring to be a politician and to be a representative would you tell us how you got into politics how was the experience for you especially now now being thrust into a very male competitive arena and especially in Kibera where there is I don't to call it anarchy of votes but there is there is quite a competitive nature that the the most representation out of there is actually male dominant mm. how was your experience so this was a wonderful experience and uh, i want to thank everyone who supported me previously in that election it was really difficult but it was easy because of them and for me it was a learning process because i was really naive and uh, i said i saw the difference when i was young and uh, we had a, a huge disparity gender disparity in political space in kibra and when kenokot died now i was just uh, getting to get uh, different uh, uh ideas from different people and the, the, they were choosing a male candidate so i called for a meeting and i met women who i thought they were so strong and women who deserved that position but they were like mimi policy tikisikitu yangu so i said okay if politics sikitu yako then because we need also a woman and we need to fight for this space and uh, because we are also lacking at a national level and looking at two-third gender rule we are missing already because we don't take advantage of such position so i took courage because in lala the whole day nikifukumbuka nikijifikiria i took courage i got into that space and the first test it was really difficult because one week already nilikuwa nishatreteniwa mhm nilikuwa nakuja na ukweli party kwetu chama strong kila mtu anajua au anaona nimewabetray ukizaliwa mm-hmm. uko kwetu wewe tu ni wa chama moja mm-hmm. yani unazaliwa automatically ukiwa mtu wa chama mm-hmm. so mimi niko like ah uh, uh, ideas zenu ni poa lakini mimi na feel nakuja na chama different yenye na feel ideas zao pia inanifit sijakataa zenu ni poa so nikaingia kwa chama tukaanza kusoma mambo ya siasa electioneering processes nikasema okay wacha sasa nipambane na wababa tulipambana na wababa 21 mm-hmm. i was number 6 ata kama number 1 ndo ana recognize wanga i was number 6 out of 24 wow and uh, yes it brought a difference not only in kebera today as i speak with you so many women have really called me and said directly editor you inspired us in 2019 and we are getting into political race of 2022 and today i know 88 women tuko na whatsapp group na wana wake wanasimama hapa kwa hii country e 2022 wameanza campaigns wako ndani ya kijiji na wamesema wa lose hope because my story was a real story and i wanted them to see it politics is difficult especially when you don't have finances finance ya kupea watu bribes finance za communication za security yako wewe kama mama ukiacha watoto wako nani na kuangalia so when you don't have money for that to look at a backup method for you and your family it is even difficult you see um insecurity ko pale kwa siasa iko deliberate let me tell you there are two things that are deliberate to scare young people and women in politics is uh, politics is very expensive and another thing is insecurity insecurity is deliberate they want to scare you away now if you are courageous wanakustua na uendi wanashangaa huyu ni nani wamekustua wamekwambia yani unatukanwa unatukana mpaka mtu zingine unasema hii nayo wamenitukana ukweli lakini it's alright you see so hiyo process ni difficult but nataka wanawake watrainiwe wanawake wakue set like si kitu ya kuenda kuchukua ni kitu ya kufaitia na kupigania si physical you need to be wise you need to have numbers you need to convince community like nimetosha unaona sasa kama community yetu watu walikuwa nasema wewe ni mzuri lakini chama yako so bado tuko kupia community yetu bado nafikiria kwa sakoli ya chama wafikiri mtu as an individual like huyu mm-hmm. ni mfiti amesaidia community yetu na tunaweza mchagua mm-hmm. kama sahi 2022 i was looking at my potential and i realized i'm a good mobilizer and just reading from liberia leima on what she did um, to mobilize for helen salif mm-hmm. is something that i want to do today in mm-hmm. 2022 i want to be so strategic enough to mobilize more women for these women aspirants 
that are getting into political space in 2022 and I've already started and it's something that is going well because my focus is wale wanawake wako against wanawake how can I bring them together so that at least they can they can support these women that are getting into political race for 2022 wow mm. And that's that's I think uh, having more representation in terms of women in terms of the political arena changes a lot in terms of even represent not only representation but influence on the kind of policies that are made. And I I know it has been a wonderful discussion and I do not want to cut it short. Uh but I will want to just ask I know within the covid period you you intervened a lot in terms of um the kind of measures you came up with about to help your community cope with the covid-19 and I know there is uh, that's how you guys as the feminist for peace rights and justice center initiated the feminine arisha would you tell us what feminine arisha is feminine arisha is now global <laughs> <laughs> it has really gone far and uh, <clears throat> when we started we were helped with a young woman who called Yasmin Mohamed she's a founder of Superb mm-hmm. and we really appreciate her because she's the one who taught us how to make soap and uh, with the basic knowledge so your basic knowledge time ya covid when you talk to make soap see tulikuwa like unajua covid ilikuja na kutetemesha sana sana wa Africa sio kama ilitetemesha watu wengine sasa kwa ghetto ilikuwa worse like hiyo covid Tukiangalia ghetto yetu watu wetu wakuwanenda kazi sasa wezi watu wengi wakuwanenda kazi hakukuwa na opportunity then tunajua tusiposha mkono pia covid itafanya nini itatushika venye iliwekwa so tulikuwa tuko na fear tukona sisi wenyewe what can we do then we started making soap so when we started making soap it also gave us a, um, a very good time to sit with women juma mwanamke ukimpea sabuni umpei ukienda unamuliza na hali yako This is when we realized that women were being violated. This is when we realized that we had teenage pregnancy that was rising, that was a pandemic in Kebera and uh, nobody especially no, when I say nobody is the government. They were doing nothing about it apart from stealing from Kemsa instead of helping these young children, uh, young girls. And this is where we realized a lot of things was happening in the community. Crime imekuwa juu. Unaona? wanawake wanasema venye watoto wao wameshikwa wengine venye watoto wao wameuliwa this is what, when we realize when we are delivering our soaps so when we used to deliver um, when we, we we were making that soap we were making it u- using these basic skills that we were taught by this young woman so eventually we started growing defenders coalition came they supported us tukakuwa wakubwa kidogo so tukiwa wakubwa kidogo sasa venye defenders coalition ili to support na tuko tunapeana sabuni for free na tuko tunajazia maji. Je, initially pia unajazia maji bana. Ndio hii covid siuwe watu. Kila mtu akuwe na sabuni lakini sasa hii sasa tuko na sabuni. Tukaona tukiuza sabuni moja, moja tunapeana for free. So tukaanza kuweka sabuni zetu kwa internet, kwa WhatsApp status, marafiki zetu wengi wakaanza kununua. Wengine siku zao siku za birthdays, sana sana marafiki zangu siku za birthday zao walinua hiyo sabuni sana mm-hmm. kwa sababu walikuwa this is my birthday and i want to give something to kebus i want to give back to the community please give community hii sabuni bure mm-hmm. and it used to happen tulipana saburi entire of kebera so sabuni ilikuja na maneno mingi hapa ndo tuka realize pia vijana walikuwa wanafanya ngono bila akinga then mm-hmm. marafiki zetu wengine wakaleta pia the female condoms and male condoms and now it was even easier to tell young men them and women the importance of having safer sex which it was a really difficult topic during pandemic kwa sababu watu walikuwa naona ni chakula tu wa watu wahana hata kama tuna chakula huko kwa kijiji sisi mambo mengine tutafanya tu unaelewa lakini tunaifanya aje so sisi tukakuwa tukiongelesha vijana kwa base vijana wa boda boda wa base wasichana on safe sex which watu wengi walitupiga on that strategy but unapata vijana wengi walikuwa like nyinyi amjue venye humu hawa wasichana wametusaidia unaona ju watu walikuwa nadhani ni chakula na unemployment pekendo shida ya time ya covid it was not it was beyond that so later uh, UNFPA came and uh, we invited UNFPA in Kebera when they came 
everything changed. It was a transitioning. They they came and we really appreciate UNFPA because they trained us so well on a very technical skills on how to make soap, financial skills, communication skills and uh, branding skills. Mm-hmm. And later this soap hiyo ukumbuke hiyo kitambo ilikuwa na jina. Ni sabuni tu venye sabuni ya kawaida. We came after our branding session lesson we called it Femi Arisha. Femi means uh, the shortcut of feminism, feminist and then Arisha means sparkling clean. Mm-hmm. So tukaanza ku push Arisha and we came with seven products. Right now we're working with seven seven products and last year alone we saved 25,000 shillings. Kwetu it is enough. Na tusaidia kujipanga this year kabisa and really thank um UNFPA and Beji Foundation because they're supporting us again in the second phase because we need to register Femingarisha as a company and we need to take Femingarisha in the supermarkets and globally. Now in our registration plus kutafuta watu wa caps tuko kwa hiyo process leo venye na kuongelesha. So Femingarisha has really grown and the purpose of starting Femingarisha we wanted to put money in the, these young women pocket. Ju tukikaa hivi tulikuwa tumenote tume, si tunajijua wenyewe wengi wetu wamepitia GBV kwa sababu wako na alternative way sahi uko na pesa zako you can make decisions and when we speak about decisions these are assertive decisions as an mm-hmm. adult a Kenyan citizen you know assertive the decisions that you can make over your life when you have money you are independent tunapunguza gender based violence so kufundisha wasichana wadogo imewasaidia kuangalia maisha differently unaona hata wakienda shule like hawana hata wale wenye wamepata watoto hakuna ile peer pressure pale kwa sababu eventually atakuja uze sabuni apate commission yake aende home na ife mingarisha pia imetransform maisha kwa wasichana juu tumejaribu kunulea wengine hawa sana 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 wa saloon wako na shampoo na tumewanulia pia blood dry na pia tunaangalia in future how can we be event organizers because events mingi zinafanyika kibira then pesa tume save tuanze kununua nazo vitu zingine ndio pia back femingarisha mm-hmm. ndio watu wengine wakipata pesa kwa event organizing wengine wanaweza pata kwa femingarisha na wengine pia wanaweza pata kwa facilitation skills zao just mm-hmm. say after kuwa trained kutengeneza sabuni si rahisi but ni rahisi ukiwa na information mm-hmm. then sisi wenyewe tunatoka kwa kwa FPRJC tuna train wanawake wengine juu pia tusaki kukua wachoya tuju tuko na sabuni mm-hmm. co-branded then tukalia information yenye mm-hmm. pia sisi mtu alitupea for free then how do we go back to the community to train other women on soap making so that at least they can have money if we had 25000 last year then this year we might have 1 million kunaona mm-hmm. kuanza ndo ushida lakini pale tumefikia we are in a better place sasa tunaona venye sura yangu imengara ni feminarisha <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> that's really wonderful and um now it's a parting shots what would be your encouraging words of words of wisdom to that young upcoming woman who rights defender me personally i want to urge everyone in this country to stand up for human rights this is the only possible way to end violence violations and oppressions uh, that are done by the states ata na watu wale wako closer na even the fellow humans the fellow civilians because if we sit and depend on other people it makes this world so difficult let us come out together do this work because if we don't do it ourselves if i don't defend women rights today if i don't defend human rights defend if i don't defend human rights today nobody is going to do that for me it is upon us as human beings as citizens everywhere globally to defend rights because we've realized the leadership that we have today wanajifikiria watu wengi sana wanajifikiria na wale wadogo wenye waliingia kwa system already system imeshawaribia na wale wenye walikuwa wazuri pia system imepita nao wamepotea kiolela ama wengine pia wamepigwa na risasi then it's upon us to save this nation by defending human rights yeah wow and i think that now brings us to the end of this session today thank you for gracing us thank you for your vibrancy i wish people could see you in action <laughs> <laughs> 
yes they could see your passion but we can feel it in your voice thank you so much for sparing time to just come and share with us thank you this is the justice watchers podcast where we dive deep inside the world of human rights defenders in Kenya we appreciate your audience we encourage you to share this podcast episode on all your social media platforms tune into our next episode same channel on all podcasting platforms championing the safety security and well-being of human rights defenders in Kenya